A few weeks ago, Jerry asked me if I would like to take the last Sunday that he's away, and uh, I quickly said yes, and uh, he said, I've got to shoot off now, I've got some things to do, and as I walked away, I, I put my head in my hand, and I said, did I just say yes to that? And uh, um, so that, that left me nothing else to do but to, to get into prayer, and to really take it seriously. This was the word of God that I'd be handling today to all of our brothers and sisters here. So uh, I started to think and, and go to a, different, a few different places in the Bible. And I couldn't really make my mind up between two scriptures, a scripture in Hebrews, Hebrews and Ephesians. Anyway, this week I had a, a couple of great conversations with a young man here, Lee Tidy. And uh, we, we, we got on the phone together for a couple of hours. And then, in fact, we, uh, we trained together on Thursday morning. And... Um, you know, Lee had a, a couple of years age on me. How old are you, Lee? 24, yeah. So a couple of years he had on me. And um, I had a bit of experience on, on him. And we had, a, we had a good training session together. But in those conversations on the phone and in the gym, we was constantly talking about setting your mind on things above. About the transformation of your mind. And how as a Christian, whether you're really strong in the faith, whether you're somewhere in the middle or whether you're just coming through the door, that it's really important to set your mind on things above. And whether we attach that to um, trying to remove things from our life, things that we don't understand, whether we're being pulled away by certain distractions, it's so important to change the way that we think. And so uh, on Thursday after training, I dropped Lee home and... Uh, um, as soon as he slammed the door and walked away, the Lord said to me, that is where I need you to be. So that led me to Colossians 3, verses 1 to 4. So if anyone's got their Bible, that's where you need to be. It's up on the screen, I think. Oh, yes, it is. Thank you, Phil. Okay. Just while you're finding that, uh, Colossians was, was written by Paul to, to the church uh, of Colossians. Um, and to all believers everywhere, to encourage them and to hope that they would not fall away or backslide or make errors. It was, uh, it was an encouragement to believers everywhere. But in, in, uh, in this message today, I also in some way want to attach it to those who don't believe. I think there's also a message here for those that don't yet know Christ, those that are just seeking, those that I just said a minute ago have just come through the door. So when I was talking to Lee, we spoke a lot about your mind, your heart, your desires, your loves, your hungers, your passions, all the things that stir you up, which eventually sort of point to your will. And some of those are created through our, our habit or our habitat, our exposure, you know, what we've seen over the years and our education. You know, I don't mean our school education, but the people that we're brought up with, that we live around, that we spend time with, when we see those doing things, you know, a lot of the time we think they're acceptable. For a part of my life, I struggled with addiction. But, you know, I, I hold myself responsible for part of that. But a lot of that was because the people around me, that's what they all done. My friends, 
the older people in my life, friends of my family, the places I went to. That was something that was acceptable. And if you didn't or you wasn't involved in that, you were deemed to be a bit strange or, or people couldn't quite work you out. So my mind was trained a certain way. So from a very young age, our mind is, is polluted. You know, we seem to think, you know, it's only when we hit secondary school we sort of look at our children or the young people and they go, God, haven't they changed? But from a very young age, our minds are polluted and they're filled with stuff that as we become older and certainly as we become believers, we have to really get to work on changing. So let's read the scriptures. Let's, let's get down to the, the interesting stuff. Let's see what God has got to say to us this morning. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Now you could break that down and spend a lot of time breaking that scripture down, but today I want to just go over it gently and I want to give you a bit more of a practical teaching today. I want to spend a lot more time on the, the application. How do I apply that to my life and why do I need to apply that to my life? It starts off here. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Quite simply, that is saying that since you have been given a new life, for those that believe, those that trust in the Lord, those that follow, believe in God and follow Jesus and understand the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, many people walk around and say, I believe in a God or I believe in God. But for those who truly believe in God, for those who are truly born again, and the Bible tells us that that is what you have to be. You have to be born again. For those people, you have been raised with Christ. You have been forgiven. You were once dead in your sins. Because of your sins and because of the life that you lived, there was only one way, and, and that was death. But because of what Jesus has done, because... Jesus went to the cross and took the sins of the world upon him. You have been forgiven. You have been reconciled with God. A whole world of opportunities has opened up to you, quite literally. You have the power of the Holy Spirit to guide you and to strengthen you. A place in heaven is being prepared for you. Now, without moving on too quickly, you know, we can start to set our minds on that. The fact that God is preparing a place in heaven for you. For those who truly believe with their heart and confess with their mouth, God is preparing a place for you. I could pause for, for a fair amount of time just thinking about that now, but I, I, won't, I won't do that. I'm going to carry on. You have a new family that is everlasting. That might not seem too attractive to some of us at the moment. But we can work on that, you know. 
let's keep praying and keep asking God to work on those little difficulties that we, we face as we, as we move along. Effectively, Jesus' act of crucifixion and resurrection has given you the kiss of life. You have been given a new life, a new opportunity. The old has gone and the new has come. I hope I've done that first line justice. I hope you understand that since you have been raised with Christ, the same life that has been breathed into Christ, the fact that a, a whole new earth and a whole new heaven, a whole new world is out there waiting for you. Praise God. So I'm not just talking to those today who are believers. I want to address those today that don't already know God that don't understand what it's all about. I want to speak to you today, and I want to ask you as we go into this second line, to set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Again, that's just reminded us that Christ is at the right hand of God. The authority that Christ has. That he is now with God. He has been raised. And that one day the opportunity is available for us. So as we move into the second, the second verse, let's hold on that for a minute. Set your hearts on things above. Now this is the main crux, of the, the main part of the message that I wanted to de- deliver today. Setting our minds. We're going to go on to a few verses after, but setting our hearts and setting our minds on things above. What does that mean? How do we do that? And why do we need to do that? So going back to what I said a minute ago, those that don't know Christ and haven't experienced it, I want you to start setting your minds on things above. As you leave here today and as you listen to this message, I want you to start focusing on things that you haven't thought about before. About heaven, about God, about creation, and about the beauty that surrounds you. Sometimes we can find little things that turns the light on or, or as you say, helps the penny to drop. By just looking at the the things that surround us, the beauty that is in this world, not the damage that man has done or the stuff that looks great but really isn't, but the beauty that God has provided for each and every one of us. So to believers and those who don't believe, start to set your heart on things above. Start to set your minds on things above. How do we do that? You know, you, you might think I shouldn't have to explain that because I've just said a few things and it sounds pretty straightforward. One way of doing that is to meditate. Now, when we use the word meditate as someone who's was pretty uneducated, I just think of someone maybe on the top of a mountain sitting down with their legs crossed. You know, meditation... Seems something that other people do, other religions do, but straightforward, it's just to think, to spend a lot of time thinking in a quiet place, attaching our mind to certain thoughts, to certain things, and getting used to that idea. So that's the first thing we need to do, is to spend time thinking about heaven and heavenly things. And as I just said a minute ago, allow our minds to be lost in the beauty of creation. The trees, the waters, the landscape that surrounds us, 
the flowers, the animals, the food, and all the God-given and God-made stuff that surrounds us. Because sometimes it's those things that when we stop and stand still, when we're going through difficult times, I've found it myself. I've got some fields near me and I've got Hainault Forest and I, I go for a walk and when I'm feeling weak and when I'm feeling low, I just take a moment to go over there and walk around. And I look at creation and I see God in the physical. I see God at work. And it reminds me that God is never far away. Think about the cross, what we just spoke about. Think about what we said earlier, the crucifixion and the resurrection. What does it really mean to you? Because of the crucifixion and the resurrection, everything comes to pass, everything comes to life. Because as a believer, as a Christian, everything we believe in really rests on that. Without no crucifixion, particularly the resurrection, all what we believe is, it falls away. So think about that. Set your mind, set your heart on things above. What does it really mean to, to you? Start to shift your mind and your desires and your thoughts away from earthly things. Take control of your mind. The more you invest in earthly things, the more your mind and your will is going to be pulled towards those things. In the, sa in the same way sometimes, when our body starts to go out of shape, I know mine has the uh, tendency to do that now and again. Um, the first thing I do is I get back down the gym and I take control of it. I don't really know whether it's going too well at the moment, but in the past I've had some, some, some success there. You know, I get down the gym and I take control of my body going out of shape. When you get behind the wheel of a car, you know, you don't just jump in it and put your foot down and hope for the best. Sometimes I think my wife might do that, but um, we, we won't get into that now. Uh, um, but you, you have to take control of it. You have to, uh, to get hold of that will. You have to look where you're going. You have to make decisions, quick decisions. And that is the point that I want to get to. When you find your mind slipping away, when your mind originally is set, when your heart is set on the things above, when it starts to slip, you have a responsibility, I have a responsibility to train our mind, to get it straight back on course. You know, if you had someone working for you and in the office all day, they would just float around the floor, you know, going to everyone's station or everyone's desk, talking to them. You'd do something about it. You'd have to go and have a word with them and you'd have to take responsibility for them and instruct them how to do it. In that same way, take responsibility of your mind. Start to set your mind on things above. So that's how we should do it. Just a quick few words on how we can set our mind on things above. Another way we can do it is to speak to God and to pray. After talking about creation and all the beauty that surrounds us, when you look at that, and you look at yourself, and you look at your family, and you look at the beauty that God has put on this earth, then it helps you to realise the type of God that you're dealing with, the type of power that God is capable of. 
You know, often people have said the, uh, when you speak to yourself, it's considered to be the first sign of madness. But often I find when we go for a walk, when we find a quiet place, when we find, like I do, a field near me, and I'm not the gold standard, you know, because there's plenty of times when I don't, but when I get the, uh, the desire to go over there and walk and to pray and to talk, and I hear myself talking, it speaks to me and it reminds me and it encourages me. So I would encourage you just to open up your mouths and speak to God and to pray and to pray sincerely and honestly with heartfelt prayers. With all your desire, try to do that. But again, you, 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 you've got a really desire to do this. So again, we've got to cast our hearts and our minds on things above. And finally... No, not finally, forgive me. Why do we need to cast our mind on things above? That is how we do it. Or one of the ways that we can do it. Why do we, ne- why do we need to cast our mind and our hearts on the things above? It helps us to put everything into perspective. It helps us to have a greater understanding of the God that we serve. You know, you might hear this and not take it in, but I'm telling you today, from my own experience, and as I say, I'm not the gold standard here. I'm not the one you should look to. You should be looking to the Father. You should be looking to God. But when we go around and look at God in the physical, the creation that God has made, the trees, the landscape, the wonders, the skies, the beauty that is made in each and every one of you, I had a fantastic conversation the other day with Darren about the way our body's made. Darren seems to have really understood it well, but again, down to my lack of education, I, I really haven't got to grips with it properly yet. But I can see what his point is when he was explaining it to me. The body is an amazing thing. When you start to think about all these things, it really helps you to start to think and understand the eternal rather than the temporary. Now, I just want to use a little example here to try and help you to understand. Here I've got a a ball of wool. Can can someone just come and help? Darren, can you come and help me very quickly, please? If I was to to tie this off around this table leg very quickly. Okay. If you would just take that through that door, Darren, and, and drop it off for me. And then come back. That's it. Yeah, someone else will take that. If you can imagine now that this string is now going to be taken by someone into... Uh, you can sit down now. Thank you, mate. Um, taken into a cab and taken to the airport and flown all the way around the world. And then eventually, this ball of string ends up back here. This little mark that I place on this here with this black pen, if it, if it works. That is our time on earth in comparison to our time in eternity. Yet we spend all of our time consumed with that little black dot that I've put on that huge time scale. Now if you imagine that, that, that goes 
in a, in, in a taxi to the airport all around the world and brought back here. We, we know that, that, that couldn't possibly happen, but if you can use your imagination in the same way that you're going to use your imagination to focus and set your hearts and minds on things above, if you can imagine that, we focus all of our efforts and our strengths on that little black dot. And you know what sometimes I find even more puzzling? That we focus all our efforts on the last 10 or 20 years of that black dot. We spend our whole lives building up all that we own, all that we have, working our, uh, ourselves silly, consuming ourselves with the things of this world. And we say it's all for those last 10 years of our life here. When really we should be thinking about this whole time, preparing ourselves for this whole time that we've got in heaven. This eternal. So again, when we cast our minds and our hearts on the things above, let's start to think of the eternal and start to understand that everything here will one day rot away. The cars, the houses, the money, the things that we build, the jobs that we have, everything that we put so much time and effort into that causes us to take our eyes off of God, all those things will one day fall away. Once we start to get our mind fixed on those things, then we start to have a much greater appreciation of who God is. Then we start to have a much greater appreciation of the plans that he has for us. And the beauty that lies ahead. Why else do we focus our minds on things above? Why else do we set our hearts and our minds on the things above? Because it gives us strength and endurance. I know for a fact, because I've gone through it over the last few months... Um, I've really struggled with things in my mind. It's caused me to be really worn down, to become really weak, to not want to do the things that I normally enjoy, to not want to spend time with the people that I love, to not want to do the job that I really love doing. But one thing I started to do, because I read it in the Word of God, was to focus my mind and my heart on the things above. You see, what I allowed to happen was the things of this world, the financial strains, the, the obligations, the pressures, the standard that we're all trying to reach, the, the, the aims, the, the target that we're all aiming for, all of those things collectively weighed me down. But I took a moment. And I started to set my heart and my mind on the things above. And as I said a minute ago, with some really sincere and heartfelt prayer, that again, I'm, I'm, I'm not the standard, you know, at times I fall short in those areas. But at that particular time, God really spoke to me and really strengthened me and called me out and said to me, Grant, I need to speak with you. But before I do that, I need you to communicate with me. You know, this is not one-way traffic. And through that teaching, God was able to show me and highlight to me 
all the areas that I was blessed in my life. All the blessings and promises that have been made down the line. So I encourage you today to, again, set your hearts and minds on things above. Because it will strengthen you. It will help you to overcome difficulties within your relationships. It will help you to stay focused when financial strain is looming over you. It can help you to stay on track when addiction is raging all around you. Now, I'm not up here today saying that that's how you're going to cure addiction. But I know through personal experience that when you sit and you focus your mind on the things above, it can give you great encouragement. It can show you pictures in your mind of things to come. And it can help to set you free from the places that your mind often takes you. It can help us to stay strong when our faith is weak. And finally, it can help us to run the race. The race that we often so stumble in, that we, we foul in different areas in our lives. In that race that sometimes we find so difficult, when different things every day seem to come against us, by setting our hearts and our minds on the things above, it helps us, as I said a minute ago, to remove ourselves from the temporary, to remove ourselves from the here and now, to remove ourselves from being weighed down and bogged down with all the things of this world and helps us to come to understand that because of what God has done, because God gave his one and only son, and because Jesus on that day said not my will, but your will be done. What a teaching that is there, praise God. Not my will, but your will be done. Because of those reasons, what has been offered to you as believers here today is beautiful. But that is not just available to you, that is available to each and every one of us. So those of you here today that don't already know God, that have not yet experienced the power of the Holy Spirit, For those of you here today that are confused, are asking questions, or have come here today just to support a friend, then I want to speak to you today as well. And I want to say to you that it's really important for you to start to set your heart and your mind on things above, to start to think about heavenly things, to start, when you leave here today, to start to look around you. And to realise that everything that's here today is is not an accident. It's not by chance. It's far too perfect for that. The way that we are created is far too perfect for it to be an accident. And the promises that have been made by God that we read in the scriptures that are for you and for me are promises that are going to be kept. Not like the world where... Some things are just a bit too much. and I said that, but I, I, you know, I need to go back on that because it hasn't worked out for me. The promises that God has made for you, that one day there will be a new heaven and a new earth. That everything that's here now, even the beauty that's here, let me encourage you today, the beauty that you see surrounding you here today is just a shadow of things to come. It's just an example Take that today, if nothing else, that what you see around you in this world, the beauty that's in your gardens, the beauty that's in creation, 
is just an example, just a flavour of things to come. Now surely that's got to give you some encouragement today and let you know that what is offer, what is on offer to you down the line is everlasting and is available to each and every one of you. Amen. Let's pray.